Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Holy Podcast. Well, today I am back in the office. It's a Monday and I wanted to jump on real quick and share a little bit of a story about my weekend that really got me thinking. So this weekend, Happy Holy You did a three-day event where we were a main sponsor of this boat and RV show. And you may be thinking, what? Happy Holy You boat and RV show? Some people even told us there when they came over to, we created a Zen Den, a place where people could come relax. We had different therapies that we were offering for people to just, you know, take five, 10, 15 minutes out of their day to just, you know, chill out. And, you know, here's the thing is I really would think that people that are outdoors, you know, really take value in their health. And so this was also another opportunity to reach more broadly in terms of the, uh, you know, the men in the community that we're in. So, you know, more outreach for that demographic there. And there is mixed reviews on how the weekend went. So first and foremost, it was really interesting to me to really just sit and watch people walk around. You know, I don't ever just watch people walking around for days on end. And again, three days I was there and meeting and greeting people and ultimately observing people. And I saw so many people, more people than not, that they're walking around, they have a limp, they look like they're in pain and they just, they just don't look good. They don't look good in, or they don't, look like they feel good in their body. And those of you that know me more personally, like my mission in life is I want people to feel happy and healthy in their own skin. And for everyone that can look a little bit different. And so, you know, seeing all these people, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I just want to reach out and, and help them. But on the flip side of that, one thing we were doing is we were handing out, we were giving out little shots or little drinks of our new organic U, which is like a detox. It's a cellular detox powder that you put in water and it tastes, I mean, it tastes really good, you guys. I'm going to tell you what's in it. And it's actually really good if you give it a try. So we have organic spirulina powder. So all of this is organic. So I'm just going to read off what's in it, but it is all organic spirulina powder. Uh, strawberry juice powder, kale powder, orange peel, corella powder, pineapple juice powder, broccoli powder, cranberry juice powder, and pomegranate juice powder. 
So this has some really great detox, cellular detoxing properties can help with you know, the, the bladder urinary system as well. And it has some natural flavors in it. And it is also sweetened with stevia, which is a natural sugar-free sweetener. So anyways, it's great flavor. It has this flavor of grape and you put a scoop of it in anywhere from eight to 32 ounces of water, depending on how strong you want it. And it is very, very refreshing and tastes good. So we were giving out little shots of this and kids loved it, by the way. So that was really cool. More people bought this product for their children. And they're like, oh, well, I'll have some too, but mostly for the kids, which, you know, I thought was, was wonderful. But then there were people that, you know, we just walked around and said, oh, would you like a shot of, you know, this healthy drink? And the looks that we got from some people were like, like we were offending them. <laughs> and what was also interesting is there was a lot of people that looked at us and laughed. It was like, oh, it's healthy. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's healthy. Oh, that's green. I don't want that. And, you know, some of these people were, you know, drinking beers and whatever. Hey, no judgment there though. I like myself a nice cold beer every once in a while, but it was, it was interesting. And then some people were like, well, what's in it? Which is a great question. And we'd start telling them and then they'd start shaking their head. No, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to try that. And then there were people that, you know, I, I would ask, oh, have you had your vegetables today? And they would look at me cross-eyed like, no, I mean, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Why would I have had my vegetables today? And so I would say, well, here you go. You can have some, some veggies, you know, just trying to make fun with it. And, but it was interesting how resistant adults were to try this drink when children were like, Oh, okay. I'm like, it's great flavored and it's really healthy for you. And they would just pick it up and try it and they'd be like, Oh, this is good. And so really, I think the adults were being more picky than the children. But you know, anyways, so this really got me thinking about how it is so socially acceptable to be sick. And, you know, if I was handing out pieces of elephant ears or hot dogs on a stick or something, it would be like, I don't think I would really offend anyone. They would just be like, oh, okay, sure. And so what I want to talk to you about on this podcast today is I just was just thinking about this. And it's very interesting to me that really dis-ease is so socially acceptable and embedded in our culture. And it's to a fault, in my opinion. I mean, you know, when you work for somebody, they don't give you health days. They give you sick days. I mean, how cool would it be if when you work for someone, you get, you know, instead of 10 sick days a year, you get, you know, a couple health days as well <laughs> to go have a healthy day. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, sickness is totally acceptable. And throughout my life, I have always tried to put health, my health first and foremost. I've always been active. I like being active. I haven't always been the healthiest eater, but I do my best. And, you know, I'm way healthier now than I've ever been. But, you know, I think it's interesting when people are eating healthy or they're quote unquote on a diet, how people respond to that. You know, like people say, oh, I couldn't eat that or I couldn't be that strict or Oh, I'm good with where I'm at. You know, they make comments to these people that are trying to make better health choices and kind of blow them off. 
And I know this because I've seen this, I've witnessed this, and this has happened to me as well. Or, you know, people are like, oh, I'm okay being unhealthy or whatever. And it's like, I didn't say anything about what you were eating today. Like, why are you commenting on my food? So, you know, there's people that comment on people that are eating healthy when it wasn't even invited by that person that's eating healthy. And by the way, when we eat, we should always eat for health, right? So that's, again, where socially this is not acceptable. We eat for pleasure first and foremost, and we eat for convenience first and foremost, and eating for our health is really low on the totem pole. I'm having my kitchen redone right now, so I've had about six weeks without a kitchen. This has been very challenging for me, and my husband has picked up food, and you know, we've ate out more than ever in this last six weeks, and you know, I had to seek out a local juice company so I can get you know, eight 16 ounce celery juices delivered to me every week because I'm not able to juice. I did try though. I bought my 40 pound bag or 40 pound container of celery the couple weekends ago from at the farmer's market from the farmer I usually get it from. And I was like, I'm just going to go outside and use the hose to try to juice outside on my patio. That was not fun, you guys. It was not fun. But I ended up finding a company for $200 a month. They deliver me seven 16 ounce celery juices every single Wednesday. Now for me, I was spending $40 a week on buying my 40 pounds of celery. And it may be more than that. I don't know. It's like this huge basket. I just say 40 pounds because it's pretty heavy. And I would juice that and I would get about the same amount. So I did the math and I'm like, okay, $160 a month of getting my celery from this farmer and doing all the mess myself, or I could spend $200 a month and they deliver it right to me. It's using a local juicing company that actually gets their salary from local farmers. And so I thought, you know, for $40 more, I think I'm going to go with this one. So it's also finding ways that you can bring health into your lifestyle because I agree with the convenience thing. Many people are looking for convenience, but we shouldn't have to accept disease in our bodies through convenience. We can still have convenience through health if you find the right people that are doing things that you want to be a part of or that you're seeking out and they can help you. So yeah, so now I'm getting my, my salary. I feel good about that. And then, you know, working on, on the food, we do have the fridge. So trying to keep, you know, blueberries and apples and things like that in the fridge is good. So grab and go with that stuff. But, you know, disease, is also so socially acceptable. I mean, think about our insurance, how insurance works, quote unquote, health insurance, which should be called disease insurance. And if it is truly health insurance, then why is health not, not covered? Why would my celery juices not be covered for $200 a month when somebody who's my age is, I don't know, let's say, you know, type two diabetes, type two diabetes is you know, that is a socially acceptable disease that is caused by eating, lack of exercise, and lifestyle choices. Why is, you know, medications and things covered for that, but yet someone like myself that would like my celery juice covered, not covered? Because healthcare is really disease care. And so it, it should be called what it is, disease care. And I'm not saying that somebody with diabetes shouldn't have their insulin covered or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, let's really look at this. This is, this is totally false advertising to say you're paying for health care. No, 
that is not health care, it's disease care. And, you know, so disease care pays for, you know, medications and this band-aid approach, but not getting to the root issues going on with people. They even go as far to say, and I think for the most part, they've kind of changed the verbiage on this, but they say, oh yeah, all your preventative screenings are covered. And it's like, they're not preventative screenings, people. You're not preventing any disease from happening. These are early detection screenings that are being covered. And, you know, like, I mean, I've had clients come in and they're, they don't poop for two, three, four days. And then they say, well, cause that's, that's literally one of the first questions I ask clients when they sit down and I go, as I'm doing my biofeedback and evaluating them is I ask them, how often do you poop? And what is your poop like? We talk about the poop. I'm like, we just get this question out of the way. And I can't tell you how many, especially women, will tell me every two, three, four days, or they only go twice a week. And they're like, oh, but it's okay. My doctor said that that's just normal for me because that's how I've always been. That is not normal. That is definitely not normal at all that you are not going to the bathroom every single day to release the toxins that are in your body. And so, no, that is not, that is not okay, but that is socially acceptable with disease care. And, you know, like even like using herbs to support someone's foundations of health is not socially acceptable. It's kind of like, oh, that's alternative. No, that actually is not alternative. Using homeopathics, using herbs, using ancient Native American wisdom on supporting people's health, that has never been alternative. That has always, that used to be the way healthcare was given and supported in this country. And the medical, you know, 100, 120 years ago, that was healthcare. So that was not alternative. That was the care. The alternative care that has come in is Western medicine, is using medications in synthetic ways to, you know, cover up or band-aid approach for people's health. Now, don't get, don't get it wrong. There is so much good in Western medicine, you guys. I'm just saying when it is socially acceptable to be sick and it is not socially acceptable to be healthy, because that is what I believe is starting to happen. I think we need to have a conversation about that and we need to really check out what is happening. Um, and so it should not be all one-sided. Um, and so I just want to really point that out. Um, and I'm, I'm doing this podcast to get us to start thinking, because here's the thing, how we show up for other people, we need to pay attention. Are we showing up for other people promoting dis-ease? And let me share with you what I mean by that. So for example, when we're going to meet up with a friend, are we meeting up with a friend and it's centered around alcohol and it's centered around appetizers and unhealthy food? And every once in a while, I'm not saying that we can't do this every once in a while, but is it every time that you're going out and this is, this is the norm? Or is the norm you're going out and you're asking a friend, hey, let's go for a hike or a bike ride or let's go grab a couple juices and catch up or go to a local farm to table restaurant. Um, you know, like these things are, are we promoting health with our gatherings? You know, think of kids' birthday parties. 
you know, kids' birthday parties. It's really great when, you know, you get a birthday party around for kids and there's fun, you know, games to play and there's, you know, there's outdoor activities or bounce houses and things like that. Um, and yeah, you have a cake. Okay. But, you know, does it always have to be met with pizza and uh, other unhealthy food? Or could we, you know, do something where we're having, you know, some healthier taco choices? Or if you're getting pizza, we're getting more cauliflower, gluten-free crust. Like, are we making the effort to make things a little bit more health conscious and making that more of, of the norm? And then also like think about gifting people. Are we gifting people health or are we gifting them unhealth, right? Like a great gift, maybe a book or an audible book or a gift card for a juice cleanse or a gift card to a local spa or health food store, or, you know, some local eatery that you know is sourcing their food well. Um, what are you gifting to to a friend, you know? So just, these are just, again, things I want us to think about um, in terms of making health more normal, normalize good health. I think that that's a really, really good thing. Um, and some other tips, you know, to think about, like, are you taking the stairs versus the elevator? When I go to hotels and I check in, I ask them, uh, where are the stairs that I can use? Usually the very first thing they tell you when you go to a hotel, is they tell you where the elevator is, which I get that when you have all this luggage to carry. Okay, but why in the same sense, why are they not saying, hey, here's the elevator for you to help get your things up, and then here's the stairs, you know, for you for the rest of the time that you're here. They don't tell you where the stairs is. They tell you where the elevator is, and then the only time you really see where the stairs are is because it's an emergency exit to take the stairs. And so I just find that very interesting. Also normalizing doing walking meetings versus just meeting and sitting in a room. Or, you know, if you want to chat with your friend versus just sitting on your phone or sitting in your car on your phone with your friend in your driveway that you get out of your car and, you know, you go for a walk while you're talking with your friend and just making that normal, you know, parking in the furthest parking spot from where you're at, um, going on a playground and playing with your kids, swinging on the swings, like doing the things with them on the playground versus just sitting on your phone or just sitting there on a bench. So normalize like playing with your kids and being active with your kids. You know, I just being healthy is, you know, just something that we should all expect. Taking care of one's health is something we should all expect. We act like we don't have control over our health for the most part. We are being led to believe that disease and these things just happen to us. It's just like they just unfold and just happen to us. I used to think that too. Young, when I was younger and growing up, I thought, oh my gosh, people just get sick. Oh, like, like it was normal. And now that I've learned about the body and I'm doing what I do, I realize, wow, I, I do have choice in this. I have a lot of choice in my health and how I take care of my health and what that looks like. And so we have to really pay attention to the fact that we have more control over our health than not. And yeah, you may get a cold. You say, well, I didn't have control over that. I got a cold. Okay, you get a cold. Now what? Are you choosing to go buy over-the-counter cough syrup? Or are you choosing to maybe, maybe you do buy the cough syrup, 
but maybe you are pairing that with getting sunshine and that sunshine may be sitting next to a window in your house where the sun is coming in because you don't feel like going outside. Maybe you can go outside and you sit in the chair, you put your bare feet in the grass, you're earthy and you're getting the sun hitting your skin. Maybe you're diffusing essential oils, using some type of oil rub on your chest for your cough, doing a steam shower with, you know, some peppermint in the shower. Um, so, you know, these things should be normalized to where these are things that we do when we're not feeling well, you know, eating healthier or getting a juice or something like that when we're not feeling well versus, you know, getting, I know when I was younger, my mom would buy us when we weren't feeling well, she would buy us Canada. Oh gosh, I can't even remember. Anyways, it was like a ginger soda pop or Sprite with all the sugar in it and things like that. But it was, you know, she's like, oh, it's the bubbles. So, okay, if you're feeling nauseous, how about a ginger chew and maybe some Perrier or something like that? So it's just, you know, getting some alternatives that can be supporting. Some other ways that disease is actually more acceptable, socially acceptable than health is, you know, I look at when I go fly on an airline, there's only been a couple of times that this has happened when I've flown, but there has been, I remember one time I was flying with my son and he was literally like, I don't know, a few weeks, I think maybe eight, 10 weeks old. He was very, very young. I mean, this is like new baby, still breastfeeding. And I was sitting and there was this man that sat next to me and he literally spilled over into my, my area. And you know, I don't, by the way, I don't get mad when this happens. It actually, part of me, like, I feel sad and I want to help this person. Okay. I'm not like angry. I'm not telling the airline, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like nothing like that. My brain goes to, oh my gosh, like, I just wish I could help this person. Because when you, when you become that large, I just can't imagine how challenging life can be for you. But in the same sense, I had to pay extra money to check a bag and that bag if it goes over a certain weight you have to pay more money and so I just look at that like well geez <laughs> really I feel like I shouldn't have to pay extra money because you know if there's a certain weight limit for each person on an airplane then it should be for your person and your luggage right so that's just that's just an example you guys and then you know I also notice that people that are of healthy weight are now being labeled as oh they're skinny or they don't eat much and it's like well actually no they're pretty like that's a their normal weight and i get clients all the time that they still they think they need to lose 10 20 pounds and i'm they're like they're healthy their vitals are healthy everything's healthy on them and it's like no this is like your healthy weight like you don't have markers your body isn't giving off these physical observations of saying that you're unhealthy you feel good you have energy every day and you're worried about this 10 20 pounds and again that is because socially acceptable also when you are healthy is you, then if you're healthy, your body has to look this certain way. So I'm just, I'm bringing all these up because there's all of these perceptions that we have. And, you know, I just want to get us thinking, thinking about these things. And then another thing I've noticed, and now I'm just going off my notes, you guys, so I'm kind of rambling. But another thing I noticed is clothing size. Have any of you noticed that a size six now is really what a size eight was? 20, 30 years ago, I feel like our clothing sizes are going up without the size going up because 
I, I just like, there's certain clothes that I can buy that are like a size four and I am not a size four. I've never been a size four at all. Not even close. I am more of a size eight. That's my size. But a size eight now is I can buy fours and sixes, but I'm really, when I was in high school, I was a size eight and I've been about the same since I was in high school. And if anything, I've gone up just a little bit and yet my clothing sizes are going down. So that to me is like a red flag. It doesn't make sense. Not to mention everything is like super comfy now and elastic and everything. So our jeans size or our jeans don't really put us in check how they used to. <laughs> All right. So, oh, one last thing I want to say, a little story, because I think it's important that we all remain playful and youthful. And the way we do that is through our health. And this happened with my husband and my son over the weekend. You know, this event that we were at, they had a bounce house and it was Saturday night and we were all eating dinner and we were talking and my son had said, oh yeah, I want to go to the bounce house. My son is 13. I want to do the bounce house tomorrow when we get back to the event. And my husband was like, why would you want to do that? That's for little kids. And he just kind of looked at my husband just like, oh, and I actually, not in that moment, but later I talked to my husband and I did say to Lewis, and I'm like, well, no, if you want to go on the bounce house, go on the bounce house. That's fun. Like, go do that. But I later talked to my husband about why are we making these kids grow up faster than what they need to be? If a 13-year-old wants to go on a bounce house and go bounce around with his 10-year-old sister, amen. Let him still be a kid as long as he can be a kid. This is an active thing. Honestly, if I could have got away from my booth, I would have went and jumped on the bounce house. I'm that mom that wants to go on the bounce house. I'm the mom that wants to go do these things. And yeah, I wish I wasn't, you know, always the only grown up at the event that was bouncing on the bounce house and doing these things. I wish it was more socially acceptable for all of us to be very active and play, be very playful and childlike, because I think we all need to dip into that even more so. And I think that's healing for our soul and healing for our bodies when we can laugh and play and not worry about judgment. And I think there's a lot of, of health in that. And I wish that was more socially acceptable. So my challenge to you is I want you to really reflect on how you're showing up for your health, how you're showing up for others' health, and maybe taking an opportunity to see where you can add more health into your life, maybe add more movement into your life. And just really take some time to reflect on, you know, what could I add in? You guys know that those of you that listen, listen to me, I love the add in method where we add things into our lives. And this is where, you know, if you want, you can actually email us at info at happy whole you, and we can send you that add in method calendar. And all that is, is where it's a 52 week uh, it's a little calendar where each week for 52 weeks, for one whole year, you add something very small that will enhance your health over a year's time. It could be as simple as drinking a big glass of water first thing when you wake up. It could be you're going to add in once a week where you call up a friend and go for a walk and talk to them on the phone. So you're getting your movement in, you're catching up, keeping your relationships connected. So this can be where you're adding in anything as small or as large 
as you would like. But over a year, you'll have 52 new habits that you have added in. And so if you want that, just email us. And again, let's see and check ourselves to make sure that we are being socially acceptable to health versus disease and see where you can show up for yourself to improve your health during your journey here on earth. Because we only get one body, you guys, and we need to respect it. We need to take care of it and we need to honor it and connect with other people that are doing the same. And I promise you, it's start a lot better. Please Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.